Okay, let's see. And a one and a two. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Type 2 Cast. Today is September 11th, 2012, and this is episode 57. I'm your host, Stephen Oker. And today we are talking about Dix, uh, the last uh, three-night run, Dix, uh, Colorado. And I am joined by uh, regular panelist Tanya Sperry. How's it going, Tanya? Going great. And uh, we are joined by a new guest to the show, Allie Carson. How's it going, Allie? Awesome. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, Continuing with our trend, this is our last show of uh, Summer Tour. We've been reviewing all the shows in clusters of uh, three or four which whatever is appropriate and with leg two we've had twists each and every single episode i won't bore you guys with the details of what those twists were but just rest assured there were twists and you can go check those out the past couple episodes but for tonight the twists are as follows uh we have for the first time two females on the program uh we also have the wife of a host uh ali is chris's wife and we have 10 percent of the shows are in clip form so there's about 534 minutes of, of total uh, song or music from these three nights. And we pushed the envelope with about um, 53 minutes of clips. And we have just about, uh, we broke it up evenly, about 17 and change for each show. So that's the twist for tonight, you guys. It's going to be a long one. We hope you enjoy. I know everyone was banking we'd you know do an individual episode for each show or something like that because they were just that good. Um, but let's get right down to business. Tanya, set the stage for us. Uh, you were there. Allie was there. I was on couch tour. Uh, Tanya, give us the first hand uh, re- recount. So the much anticipated Dick's run, because you know after last year it was such a such a great end to leg two into summer tour, um, and so uh, lots of anticipation and excitement. Of course, following up on last year where they opened with the S night with every start song starting with the letter S, and kind of wondering, well, how are they gonna? What are they gonna do? Uh, what are they gonna do to us now? Um, uh, interesting energy going into the show wasn't quite so packed. Uh, you know, early on in the evening and coming in and stuff, there was tons of room everywhere, especially down on the floor um, on the first night. And so, uh, general feeling was people not ne- that fun feeling of not knowing what to expect. And then they opened. They opened the first set with first tube, which is definitely you know a curveball. It's usually a, uh, an encore, and it was a bit of an extended first tube too. Beautifully played, and just immediate, really, really thick, engaged energy in the crowd um, uh, from the first song on. Uh, then they went into Uncle Pen and uh, classic, and totally nailed it. Um, and then followed by uh, like a 13-plus minute Carini. Um, and then I'd say like maybe halfway into that Carini, it felt like it was already type two, third song mm. of the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's, I just, you know, remember, uh, feeling, okay, great couple of openers, but this is sick, like third song and it's already type two and then like the, and the you know, energy in the place is great and stuff. Um, I don't really write down set list during the show. I was, I was on the floor, but kind of off to the side, so much dancing space, like just about up to the rail on the fisherman side, but off to the side. And I mean, there was just like each person had a field of dancing space. It was awesome. It was not like that the next couple nights. No. And so, no. And so I didn't realize at that point that there was a prank because I really wasn't paying attention to that because like the music was so good and the crowd was so pumped and it was just exciting. Uh, Allie, were you clued in yet that there was any kind of a prank going down? I wasn't really clued in until I started getting texts 
say spelling the uh, song, you know, the first first letters of the songs out. And I was like, uh oh, this is gonna get ugly. <laughs> yeah, I know on Couch Tour, it was uh, when the Karina came. There was minimal speculation that the you know maybe they're spelling something or like the fuck. And then when when the Kill Devil Falls dropped next, you know, it was it was confirmed. And then you know everything just erupted with speculation well, where it was gonna go. Uh, you know, at that point. So definitely fun night on couch tour, you know, without a doubt. And I was completely 100% not clued into that at all. My phone was in my bag, you know, tied to the rail, (laughs) you know, so just, you know, I was, (laughs) I was with my friend Katie um, and she and I really like to dance by each other, but we don't really open our eyes that much or look and see what's going on. It was just taken. It was freaking amazing dance energy down on the floor. So that's where I was at all the way through the undermine. So I had no idea there was a prank and it didn't matter, you know? Um, so yeah, but so and I, you know, I, I want to apologize to anybody listening that I didn't include a clip from the Karini and it wasn't out of any disrespect for like how amazing it was, you know, being taken there third song in the show and it was beautiful. Um, but it really, uh, the, the type of jamming that they had going down that night really continued and developed as the night went on. So that's what we're going to be hearing shortly. Um, so the amazing Karini went into Kill Devil Falls, which was high energy and tight and fun uh, as usual. And then you enjoy myself. Um, and again, didn't know there was a prank going down, but like the We Love Dicks, you enjoy, and, and the whole You Enjoy Myself was beautifully played again um, with, with the fun chants. Uh, you know, that was just like another moment of like, okay, we're in for a really special show tonight. Um, yeah, I think that's what, that's, what's important is that even this whole first set, every song in this, what is this in the seven song first set is just well played, uh, with, you know, know, with the, you know, extra sauce on the Karina and the undermined. I think without a doubt. Well, and just the humor during the, you enjoy myself was just, it just, I mean, all the kind of everybody going into the show is wondering what are they going to do what are they going to do and they just start singing you know page loves dicks fish loves dicks and oh my god it was so funny and it just totally lightened the mood that was awesome yes it was awesome and just seeing that big smile on trey's face like you know and now in retrospect or actually i i found out like after the undermine during the set break that they you know about the prank and so it was like well of course whenever fish is in the middle of a prank that they're at their happiest right (laughs) You see the big shit eating grin on Red's face, you know, and that was, um, that was definitely a fun moment in the enjoy myself, you know, having the, you know, the chant and, uh, and him letting us know what a good time they were having up there. Not, not to mention straight up perversion to kick off the weekend. You gotta love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Without a doubt. Definitely. Um, definitely. What do you guys think? Let's, uh, should we get into our first clip? Yeah, um, uh, if you know, I'll just set it up for a sec. Just so there, uh, I don't want to skip. Ocelot was played after the Ganon again. Beautiful Ocelot, and then Undermine, which wasn't again unexpected because they just played it was at St. Louis, so two shows before. So not that anything isn't on the table, you know, five days after, however, you know, however many days are in between. But it was unexpected because that's typically one once a tour at most. So it was a mm-hmm. nice surprise that they even played it, but it was freaking amazing. And oh, so gosh. what were. <laughs> uh, what we're going to hear uh, right now is uh, the last four minutes of it, I think, the last four and a half minutes of the Undermine Jam. And this ended the first set. Yeah. 
just so beautiful. And <laughs> go ahead, Allie. Oh, gosh, I don't feel mean to interject or anything, but I probably listened to that about 75 times since since Dex, no joke, maybe 150. I don't know. I've lost track. It's just incredible. Just the synchronicity they had going on, especially Trey and Fish. Just beautiful. Yeah. What a great way to close out an amazing first set. Um, you know, I said at the time and I'll say it again, you know, it has to be the best first set we've seen in 3.0. Uh, hands down, no competition, you know, for all the reasons we stated before these two great jams and uh, just, you know, overall well-playing stage antics. It's, it's a great set. It really is. It's, a, it's awesome. It was just amazing to think, wow, we, we have five more sets after this. <laughs> <laughs> I was exhausted. And by the end of the undervine, I had no voice. I must've just been screaming, you know, so, so good. Um, and so let's say here, so that was a seven song first set, right? Yep. And so by, so kind of, throw this out at this point you know by design and by plan seven song first set six song second set um unless they're playing like you know a 90 minute show or you know shorter that's going to mean exploration and jamming and patience and all of the things that we love and that we hope for and that we you know cut our clips of you know doing type two cast you know and then and the whole show by design there was gonna this night was gonna be full of that and Absolutely. like what a gift you know mm -hmm. and and had to be i would love some you know hopefully someday not in the too distant future we get you know an interview with the band by someone and someone asks like well how did the idea behind the fuck your face show develop you know whose idea was it um you know i of course there's been speculation and something said but i want to hear it from their mouths you know right, whose idea right. was it how did it develop how much did you talk about that there'd be a lot of exploration and how much did you just let it happen? Just know, you know, how much it was just, didn't have to talk about it, just knew that it had to happen, you know? Love to hear them talk about, you know, behind behind the scenes. Well, what was so amazing too is, you know, they played some pretty good shows, you know, in the South and in the Midwest, but, you know, they really, you know, they knocked it out of the park on the West Coast and then they, you know, they kind of dipped in the, uh, you know, type two zone all over the tour and then they you know a couple of shows were safe but then wow they just knocked it out of the park the first night of dicks it was like where did this come from i i never expected that like, i well, expected fun but wow they yeah. knocked it out of the park last year too they just love dicks okay? yes. <laughs> you know it's, it's a weird venue let me talk about the venue for a quick sec before we move sure. on because sure. it's you know Last year, obviously, was the first time they had played there, and it's typically not a concert venue, you okay. know? Um, so that's not, there aren't a lot of concerts there, if, if, if any. I think there was, like, you know, maybe, like, a festival a couple years ago that didn't really continue, and that's yeah, not much, mute for, because who would think that you could create good sound in a huge soccer field? Is it, is it good know? sound out there? I mean, I've heard some people say that the sound's not too good, I guess, you know, depending upon where you are, but... For the size of the venue that it is and the fact that it's outdoors... And yeah. the fact that it's in the plains east of Denver, you know, because it's real windy and like weird right. weather and stuff, just like on the way to the airport, you know, it's it, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Fair I enough. would agree. And we were, I mean, to at least I was in the uh, sweet spot in front of Corona, and you know that that sound warp zone that you know we're kind of addicted to being in, and, and 
with the people that I hang out with. And I mean, I didn't have any complaints, but you know, when you did obviously run up the if you uh, want to go get a beer, go to the bathroom, you run up the stairs, it's a different story. I mean, I, I don't think I would see a show up there, but the visuals were pretty cool. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, no complaint, I but I agree, Tony. Yeah. yeah, and obviously amazing, amazing vantage points of the lights from lots of different places. The sound not bad for what it is, and then... You know, just like the overall, it's pretty relaxed feeling in there. I mean, I saw staff let people get away with all, all kinds of things as long as nobody was hurting each other and people were being relatively cool. It was kind of live and let live all weekend for the most part, which is nice, you know. Um, and right. then, you know, just the lot, too. It's really the huge lot all spread out. I mean, you've got your kind of your shakedown area, but then also that whole grassy knoll, you know, that grassy area that kind of lies on the perimeter of a couple of the lots. It was a great hangout spot. There's a smaller soccer field adjacent to some of the lots where people are like tossing around frisbees and throwing footballs and kicking soccer balls around. I mean, pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and didn't expect it. Cause of course I was one of those whiners last year. I was like, well, why aren't they playing Red Rocks? You know? <laughs> and, and so now it's like, well shit, now everybody gets in. It's not very expensive and it's really pretty chill. So right. it's, I not, it's not like I it's going to sell out. Like if you want to go, yeah. you don't have to worry about oh, yeah. getting in. So that's nice. The GAs never sell out. Yeah. So many people jumped on last minute because of that, because they were playing so well all summer long. It just made for an incredible experience with, you know, so many friends and the other thing that, that I noticed is, you know, we could pull up to the venue at 6 o'clock or 5.30 and get in line. There were so many different areas to get in the venue. Get You could get in no problem, get whatever spot you wanted, and that was it. You didn't have, I mean, on the second and third night were a little bit crazy on the floor, especially getting closer to the stage, but right. it was certainly dealable. I've dealt with a lot worse. Cool. So, cool. All right. Great vibes. Definitely. All right, let's, so, uh... yeah, so going on, so, okay, so that was the first set, the first letter of each song spelled fuck you, you know, that's lots of people talking about it during set break, obviously exciting to know there's a prank going on, um, and then, you know, wondering what the set opener is going to be and what are they spelling, I mean, it, yeah, a I'd lot say of people like, obviously I'd... had figured out it'd be fuck your face, but some people are saying, what, is it going to be fuck you Romney, are they saying fuck you to <laughs> us, yeah, I mean, I heard all different kinds <laughs> of speculation, it was pretty funny, I'm like, it's fuck your face, um, at, at the second song, I said it was fuck your farmhouse, <laughs> you know, but like, no, it's fuck your face. But anyway, <laughs> but it was kind of fun, like all the buzz in the crowd during set break because of the prank, which of course they love and they feed off of that, that energy. So they opened with Runaway Jim, and you guys, the more I listen to the show and the more I, you know, kind of like listen to the, like the sweet jams over and over again, this Jim is right now my favorite uh, jam of the show. Uh, the Undermined at the time was by far, um, and the Chalk Dust is amazing too, but this gym is crazy. So I picked two different clips. So the first one we're going to hear is just a few minutes. And so, uh, you know, what I'd ask you to listen to is, like, is the rhythm section, and the rhythm changes. So, like, listen to Fish and Mike and how they're playing around with tempo and different rhythm patterns. Uh, it's really cool. Okay. Here we go. Sounds good.
yummy. So, like, towards the end of that Trey's rhythm work reminds me so much of mid-90s Trey. Like, I close my eyes and I listen to that and I picture the sleeveless shirt and the mini kit, you know, just how he'd just come out of segments of jams like that, like, beautiful, funky rhythm stuff. Uh, just yummy. Allie. Oh, that, that was a great clip, actually, because I had kind of forgotten about the Runaway Gym. I keep listening to so many other songs. It's so hard to pick what's best, right? Um, yes. I think that clip tif- typified one thing that I noticed so much at Dick's, which is so many of the jams sound like so many different songs. So, you know, for example, the first 30 seconds I heard Kimok. You know, it sounded like a Kimok jam. And then I... I started hearing Walk Away, and then I started hearing Boogie On, and that's what so many of the jams at Dick's were like, and I think we'll talk about that a lot tonight, hearing so many different songs, so that was awesome. Yeah, so, like, what I, my feeling listening to that again yesterday afternoon was, like, that whole, that bit of the jam with the crazy rhythm changes and all the different ideas going on, it was, like, like primordial soup, kind of, like, stirring up the ideas to get a good jam going, like musical foreplay kind of, you know? So it's like, what were they, you know, they kind of went into that little Mission Impossible, like page-led thing for a while there. And so then I have another clip uh, that I'd like to play. It's like, it's, it's, it's long, it's five and a half minutes, and it's the last five and a half minutes of this gym. And it's kind of what all that primordial rhythm changes and different ideas, uh, what it all, like the fruits of, all of that exchange led to some just gorgeous, blissful butter jamming, whatever you want to call it. They just, they got there and it's heavenly. So here we go.
Oh man, just uh, so beautiful right there. Uh, you know, in total, we heard you know about eight and a half minutes of that gym. Uh, gym clocking in at about twenty. Longest song of this first night, third overall the run, and uh, just you know a prime example of it's why what makes this so hard to pick what your favorite jam is for this because you know that was great. The clip before was great. Love the undermine. You know you can listen to any of these any of these clips and then you're just gonna be like, wow, that's I love that jam. <laughs> and it probably just kind of depends upon what mood you're in and you know what you're looking for. You know some of it's dark, some of it's you know uh, we got a lot of well calls going this you know this weekend. We got some melodic stuff. We've got some ambient shit. Um, there's a little bit of everything in there for you that you can find in Dick. So, um, and that said, a little bit of everything. The next two songs, keeping the the fuck your face going, we had uh, Farmhouse in Alaska, which I think is a combo that filling in that set in the second set. Anybody would have been, uh, I don't know. I guess what's the opposite of flipping flipping desks, like building desks back together. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I think anybody would have been pissed, but. I was not uh-uh. unhappy with the no. farmhouse in Alaska. Great farmhouse, great Alaska, right, you guys? Yes. <laughs> the farmhouse outro is really nice. It's just this ambient, just, ah, uh, you know, you're just coming down a little bit from that great runaway gym. And, you know, I can give or take Alaska, but I didn't mind at the time. Yep. No, yeah, totally it- agreed. And the mood in the, in the house, the mood in Dick's was definitely, you know, the same. Like, people were blissing on the farmhouse. And getting down to the Alaska, people were definitely not taking off to the bathrooms or any of that kind of no. stuff. Like, the <laughs> crowd definitely knew, for the most part, that we were in there for something special. And so, yeah, it was appreciated. Right. The whole the whole gag, you know, made it okay that we had Farmhouse yeah. in Alaska in this slot in the second <laughs> set. Well, and they were beautifully played. Oh, no, and, like, definitely, definitely. Incredible transition from the farmhouse into the Alaska. So, you know. No, yeah, totally. But, yeah. Right. So, um, go ahead. So, and, <laughs> so, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, and that moves us along to um, our final clip here of set two, uh, which is the Chalk Dust Torture, uh, which undeniably, again, just is right up there duking it out with our last two clips and the Karini for, a, you know, just great jamming of the evening. A great Chalk Dust ranks up there with the one from, uh, what was that? Was St. Louis? Um, the 400th one a couple, uh, a couple nights before this. That was a great version, and uh, we have Tanya has picked out a nice clip for this. Oh, I, you know what? I, I don't think we even mentioned that um, Tanya picked out all the clips for night one, Allie picked out all the clips for night two, and I picked out all the clips for night three. So there was another twist that we forgot to bring up in the, in the intro there. Always underlying twists going on in Tyson that's, Cat. That's right. Well, so one, one quick thing about the clip, and then we'll play it for you. So if you notice, though, with the, with the undermined, I had it play right until the end. Well, uh, the runaway, the second clip was, you know, right until, you know, the end, right before the farmhouse. And this is also the last four minutes or so of the chalk dust. Because uh, another thing that I noticed, not only about this night, but through the run, is they stuck the landing on the ends of the songs, you guys. If there was no, you know, none of the ripcord, none of the, like, switching directions and going right into something else unexpectedly. Like, the, they, they came out of these jams just as elegantly as they went into them. And that was another thing that I loved and appreciated about the show. So, uh, so this is the last four or so minutes of the amazing Chalk Dust.
Oh, that was lovely. So that was Chalk Dust Torture, which I believe is about 18 and a half minutes long. Coming in, I think, at about, oh, fifth, fifth longest jam of, of an amazing Dix run. Uh, that guitar riff at the end there where Trey sounds like he's stabbing air just makes my heart well up with joy. Um, well, then we came to the end of the... Uh, a fuck your face show. Everybody wondered what the E was going to be. We were saying, is it going to be Esther? Is it going to be Emotional Rescue? Oh, come on. And when they played Emotional Rescue, it was awesome. That was great. I, ca- um, I called it during so set break. <laughs> just, throw, just throwing <laughs> that out there. Everyone can vouch for it. <laughs> yep. yep, Steve did call it. I saw that, actually. Uh, so I can vouch for that. Well, we were just saying, don't Esther the E. So I was thrilled that it was Emotional Rescue. And then, uh, of, of course, after that, they uh, played the uh, grind and, and meat stick to, or sorry, fuck your face, grind meat stick to complete the uber perverted Dick's Night One, which was really just set the tone for a completely perverted weekend all, all the way around. And, you know, we keep saying we love Dick's. For, for a reason, and uh, that kicked it off well. And I'll be honest, too, I didn't even catch that when, when Grind was played, I was kind of like, oh, Grind, that's weird. I was like, huh, <laughs> alright. Like, I didn't even think about it until, like, I don't know, someone mentioned, like, oh, yeah, the Grind music is a great combo to end the, the dicks. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, but by then, we had certainly caught on, that's for darn sure. Oh, oh yeah, right, caught, yeah, could definitely, you know. <laughs> so, grind, but... Uh, so, so moving on, so that was night one. Wow. It's, I mean, we could have left after night one and just been so happy, but we had two more nights. Wow. We were, I mean, we were so wondering, what are they going to do to even try and top that? There's no way. Well, they came out the second night and started the show with Antelope, and I think it was 10 or 11 minutes long. And once again, just like first two, really just got the crowd going crazy with, you know, what's typically a set ender um and you know the the first set overall definitely had a a number of standard songs but they played a tweezer that definitely stood out i think in about 13 or 14 minutes um similar to the karini from the first night though it was it was so wonderful but there was so much more wonderful Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. who knew what was going to come in the second set yeah really you know antelope through fluffhead is just a really you know great set one you know first uh, first four uh, string of songs yeah without lots a doubt of fun. lots of fun for sure so moving on to uh, my first clip from the second night they opened the second set with Golden Age which to me really just I mean that was probably my favorite song of summer tour 2012 because it always held up well. They always jammed it well, whether it was seven minutes or 12 or 15 or whatever. It was just always played so well. And the lyrics are great. And Trey's always so happy. So it was a great way to start the second set. And uh, this particular jam was interesting because once again, they started playing, you know, what sounded like other songs. So in my opinion, there's a you know, a, a part in the middle that you may as well, they may as well have been playing 2001. We all thought for sure they were going into 2001. So why don't we listen to the quote golden age 2001 jam? Okay.
so welcome back from 2001. I mean, sorry, golden age. Um, Paige, <laughs> Paige certainly was off in a uh, different direction there, and you could certainly hear Trey uh, delving into 2001 territory a bit. Um, Tanya, you wanted to see something about Mike's pants? <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, and, you know, going back to the first set, you know, Steve had mentioned the first four songs being so solid. Kind of my one little note to myself that I, you know, that I wrote that first four songs, like, Mike is feeling it tonight. You know, this is, like, the, the show to me was, of course, everybody's equal effort, but very Mike-driven. He sounded particularly on you know, and of course he's wearing his red pants, so that, you know, always adds to the fun. But, like, just throughout the show, his 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 bass lines are so tight and so um, uh, purposeful, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it was, it, was, it was a good mic night. Mr. Gordo Red Pants. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, um, so, moving on... So Golden Age start it with a nice jam. I think, gosh, about 14 minutes there alone. And, yep. and then it took an interesting twist. Um, they started playing our, our favorite Prince Caspian, otherwise known as Fucker Pants. A lot of people don't like this song, so it was interesting to hear the uh, kind of crowd reaction because you thought, well, they've been playing so well. What are they going to do with it? So mm -hmm. Is this going to trash the set, or are they going to actually... Uh, go somewhere with this and wow did they go somewhere um but i similar to what tanya did with the first night i took the last four some minutes of this this song because it literally ended perfectly into light and so it's really dark mm -hmm. and i think uh it's a, a great listen all right let's check it out okay
right, so that was the the Caspian here uh, coming after the Golden Age, uh, Night Two, Set Two, and uh, what a great clip uh, that Ali picked out there. It's just you know, it starts you know you can just picture just you know floating through the water, just, just dark, it's stormy, just straight hosing you. Trey dips it down to this like dolphin call kind of like semi ambient <laughs> mix, and then boom, right into this like straight rock in your face, you know, guitar riff, rage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that's it it's, it's great so awesome. and and like, right there it's like you know we're, we've deviated from the standard of caspian so much like this has to get like you know uh extra points for one of the biggest boots you know what i mean like the this caspian compared to any other caspian we've seen you know recently uh it, it's quite different you know we've seen a lot of great yeah. sands a lot of great chalk dust is a lot of great you know whatever's but this caspian gets bonus points for 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 deviating uh tanya definitely no and i'll throw in there that my i and again, it might just be me, but I believe it was Mike who steered them down that dark path of the jam, you know, a little bit, a little bit before that clip. It was all, you know, it was not quite so dark. And then Mike, you know, <laughs> led them down to that place and they were very, very happy, happy to oblige him on that little trip down to the dark netherworld of mm. fucker pants. <laughs> 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 I just, awesome. I still- can't get over how it just it went to that little ambient you know jam you think it's done it really sounded like it was over and then boom nope we're not yeah. done yet and fishman just <laughs> slam jam i love it trey so yeah i mean that's really the theme when just when you think that they could finish up they don't and they just take no. it somewhere else yeah the, the ideas trip. just kept flowing and nobody was in any hurry it was just such a great weekend of music mm. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> and another, another great version. Uh, Ali, take us into the next clip that you picked out here, because this is a doozy. Oh. oh wow! Speaking of twists, you know, since we like to talk about twists, I had to pick. I could not. The, the next song is light. It's another just like Golden Age. Just been an incredible jam vehicle this summer. Probably the best for me, at least. Um, starting with the Calypso esque light jam in Star Lake and um, there's just been so many good light jams this summer and just to have it culminate in, in another one being at San Francisco at Bill Graham um, that was just straight up rock but this was just beyond incredible I mean I uh, I almost without words talking about it until we listen to it so yes. just, just to be forewarned the, the clip is ten and a half minutes long. There was no breaking this jam up. It's I mean, it really should have been about fifteen minutes long, but well, I, I couldn't play that long, so I, I, I usually say smoke them if you got them, but uh, if you need to, you can go to the store, buy a pack of cigarettes, come back, light up. <laughs> no, but don't miss No, don't, <laughs> don't. right here. This is such good stuff right here. Okay, here we go. Uh light. Uh we'll be, we'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs>
so another just elegant uh, departure from that just masterful, amazing jam. And I'm glad that we did that 10 minutes, and we definitely could have done more, but that was a great 10 minutes, Allie. And so, so many things to talk about. Uh, so I'll kind of go around. I wanted to throw in how much fun it is to play Name the Song This Kind of Reminds You Of game <laughs> during that jam, because there's so much in there. Um, and, uh, you know, play that game with different people, and everybody's going to hear different things. Because it's not like they're really teasing anything. It's just reminiscent of things that are in our minds and our memories. So, um, but that is, I, is that no question the jam of the run, if not beyond that? I mean, it is for me, no question. That's just, that's, yeah. that's it at the top. Everything, and there's so much great stuff. But that's just one of the most interesting, cool, enticing uh, earth-moving things I've heard them do in a long time. <laughs> and the way the way they close page, just you know, tinkering, tinkering away on that little, you know, that Beck-esque keys that he was playing through a lot of the, you know, the last five minutes or so of the jam. It's just great. Just brought you right down to ah, you know, it's perfect. Yeah, no, it's engaging the whole time. Uh, it, we see a lot of ground in the twenty-three minutes of that light. And I think it could arguably be the best uh, jam of the three night run. Yeah, I would ag I would agree with that. I, I mean, I love a lot of the every jam hits me a little differently, but I think when you just listen to the sheer power, I mean, you know, there's a part in the middle that sounds so much like viola lee blues, and it's just they're they're just locked in to that groove. And I'm sure you know others could say, hey, no, that sounds like something totally different. But I mean. It's just such a nice groove, and it's powerful, and once again, they stuck the landing, so mm -hmm. 24 minutes in, and you can't complain about that, that's for sure. No, nope. that's spectacular, and, uh, you know, just one little thing, and then I'll move on through the show, because we've got one more night to cover here, um, uh, but that uh, they've released a video for that, so, you know, you can go to, you know, Live Fish and, just, and watch that, um, so that's a nice treat that the band put out. Is that that's the only video they've released so far from the run? I haven't been that much paying attention. I've been busy. Yeah, I haven't, have I haven't paid much attention either, to be honest. Thanks. Yeah. You, you know what's really interesting, too, now that you bring up the video, Tanya, is when you watch them, and I suggest everybody listening watches this video because Paige, um, Fish, and Trey are all, like, just they all have their eyes closed. They're not doing the typical looking around, looking at each other for cues. They are just dialed into their instruments and listening. And that's, I think, what really sets this jam apart. And Mike, on the other hand, he's got his eyes wide open. He keeps looking back and forth like, wow, is this still going on? This is great. You know, it's, he's just like a kid in a candy store. It's so, so great to see him so happy. Well, and it's a good thing he had his eyes open because he was driving. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lucky country road. <laughs> yeah. So, so, at, so after that amazing light, we got a filthy, down and dirty boogie on. Um, just, you know, nothing held back. Awesome dance party. And then, you know, and we got the wedge and uh, horse silent. And then, you know, it was like getting like, 11.30ish, getting on to midnight or so, and okay, they're winding down, and they drop the mic song, um, you know, which is a fun late set surprise, and that, it was a great mic, you know, short, you know, no second jam to report, um, but they did a no quarter 
in yes. in the Mike's group. So it was Mike's No Quarter a Week apology to end the set, and that was very, very special, beautifully played, very well received. People were so psyched to hear that. It was a, a just an amazing, extended, lovely come down after that amazing uh, Fucker Pants Light segment there. <laughs> so, and then the encore, uh, Sleeping Monkey, uh, Tweezer Reprise, no surprises there, but we got the fun. Uh, you know, fish with the banana, you know, at the beginning of the sleeping monkey thing. He was so tired from rocking hard all yes, night. So, that was <laughs> so amazing, amazing show. Um, and so, uh, you know, coming into the into the next night, okay, three night run. Uh, again, hard at this point not to have expectations and be wondering what are they going to do. Um, and so uh, coming now into night three, uh, the first set for me was like a uh, just a straight up cock rock in your face testosterone uh, set and with a ride captain ride in there which is really nice. Yeah, uh, I, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I think this this third night. You know, if we displace it from the, these the other two dick shows, it's a really great show. Um, and there's a lot of great jams in it. And the first set's a good first set, but it's not the first set of the last two nights. No. You know, it's 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 not even gray. In you know what I mean? It's black and white. The the other mm-hmm. two are just so much better. Um, and then this one, it's not bad. It's not its own fault, but I mean, it's a good first set. But there's really nothing that that's that powerful. The diseases, it's it's okay. The gin's okay. Um, the red Captain Ryan was fun. You know what I mean? But nothing really too much stuck out to me, at least. You know, I listened a few times through, but. Well, the one thing I'll say is in in defense of the disease and the gin, both of them have really nice jams in the middle that, you know, were going places and they weren't ripcorded, which is good. They were just ended too soon compared to the other nights. Like they weren't allowed to breathe. But, you know, back to your your comments of, you know, it was (laughs) it was really just cock rock. There were definitely some lyrics blown in the first set, kind of some goofiness, probably some tiredness on stage. But uh, yeah, I think the gin's worth a, another re-listen just because there's a little bit of a nice jam there. I just had to, had to give a little bit of a defense there. You know, yeah. there's there's been some good gins this tour, you know, or this this whole summer. So it's just not that it's a bad gin, but no, you know, just it's not. not it's definitely not making the cut with with what it's got stacked up against it. You know. <laughs> yep. Might have been different if this show was put up against, like, you know, St. Louis and the zoo. <laughs> uh, right. But, uh, Agreed. So no hate at all of the set. It just, you know, again, after those two nights and, and, and trying to go in without expectations, but kind of tough to do after you that got that kind of glory for two nights in a row. You know, the first set was good, but um, it, it, it kind of didn't fit in with the rest of the weekend, but that's okay. Um, but Steve, you picked some nice gems out of the second set to share. Yeah, I tried to, um, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, Ali picked the, well, set two, you know, is golden age Caspian light. That's, that was obviously the major jam vehicle of the second night. And uh, it's really, I don't think I'm having any spoilers here, but really the major uh, vehicle of this night three was the sand ghost Piper. Um, so that's where I picked the clips from. And I tried to break it up to just showcase uh, some different, um, some different styles that we saw throughout uh, these three songs. These, you know, about 50 minutes. Uh, the Sand comes in at the longest jam of the three nights uh, with uh, 24-29. 
Um, so I broke that up into two clips. Let's get right down to it. Just uh, three minutes here from this uh, a very nice, what I thought was a very nice, well-played type one jam that we just, where we saw it could have been, the song could have ended, but, uh, you know, so I cut it off right before it kicks off into type two territory. Take a listen. Okay, so that's uh, set two opening there, Sand, um, which, as I said, this was the, you know, what I would consider, like, the, you know, a really great type one jam. Uh, led us into about a 7.40 to 10.40 of this 24 minutes. Um, after that, it just kind of, it, we, we transitioned to this, like, kind of, like, whale, whale sex music, like, ambient thing for a few minutes, which I had clipped, but then I cut out at the last minute. Because I didn't want to run too long with the clips. 
Um, and then the jam just again takes another turn. You know, there was probably overall about three major segments to this uh, sand jam. Um, I cut out that 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 middle part, and then what I clipped again was this. Uh, you know, trade just kind of rocks it through this the last couple minutes, and it just really brings it to. What's really nice is we've said this before about the light, and we said this about the runaway gym is that they stick the landing, they bring it back, and they get us into like back in the sand territory, really proper. Um, just so we have that clip here, we'll I'm gonna stop there, then I'll comment. We'll comment after this.
Wow. That was such a great clip, Steve. You picked a winner there for sure. Not not that it was too hard. They certainly made it easy on us. Um, what I liked about the beginning of that clip is you can really hear Paige, you hear Paige playing notes to Jen, which is a little bit of a tribute to the first set Jen. Whether it was the best or not, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, you, again, hear so many different songs while they're they're jamming. You know, you hear cross-eyed out there for sure, and to have that close with that wonderful what we call the sand prize, similar to a twee prize, was great. I mean, once again, they stuck the landing and brought you down to a level where you, you felt really comfortable at the end of a, a great almost 25-minute jam. Yeah, no, and there's a lot more in that that you should listen to out there. And I wanted to kind of do what you did, Ali, and clip out like the last like maybe eight minutes or something. But there's just I needed to put in the the, the next clip and I need to put in the, the some of the ghosts and some of the piper, you know, so like working with the 17 and a half minutes that we did, uh, that's what I chose. But that said, and I think, and you guys can please obviously disagree or, you know, if you have a different picks, but this sand ghost, I think this is really our only segue uh, clip of the whole evening. I think this might have been the smoothest segue that we saw in all three days. Uh, so this, we just have a minute and a half here. Just listen to this transition, then we can come back. You guys, if you have a different picks, let, let everyone out there. Yeah, right there. That's that's straight up organic butter from. <laughs> oh, Mike Gordon, I love you. It's so awesome. So in the chat room, you got you guys like that segue there. We we give that our gold yes. type two cast seal approval. Thumbs yeah, I, I up. think it's the segue of the run. Agreed. Agreed. It was butter. All because Mike Gordon just decided to start playing around there. They you know they were bound to play that elusive ghost. And uh, they finally, they finally nailed it, and that segue was great. Mm -hmm. Yep, Mike leading that. Trace still kind of keeping the the very last one to keep the sand alive. You know, the little sand riff there going on, and uh, you know, works yeah. out real well. Which, and which Paige is love and clavinet. Sorry, what, what's that? I had to. And Paige is clavinet love. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then Mike coming in with the ghost. And I, Allie, I know, I know she wasn't the only one at Dix who really wanted that ghost. 
but she was one of the ones who really wanted that ghost. So that was a nice moment for you. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, go ahead, Allie. Uh, well, it really was just because when they played Ghost in Long Beach the first night of Leg 2, I just had this kind of bubble pop in my head, and I said, what if they don't play Ghost again until the last night? And I just kept kind of joking around about Ghost bookends during the, ho the whole leg, and lo and behold, first and last night of the leg, they, and they, they played them both really well. Yes. Yeah. No, no, without a doubt. I know people were clamoring for the years to be one more monster ghost. And when this dropped and after this, uh, you know, after the stand, you just kind of knew it was coming. You know, you knew it was going to be big. Uh, it wasn't going to be a, a mediocre ghost by any means. So and that leads us into uh, the next clip that I picked here. And this is going to be let me just let me just pull it up. Uh, I got about uh, just about what four minutes clipped uh, 745. Uh, of this ghost and um, yeah I don't know I'm gonna I'm at a loss for words so let me just play the clip and we'll come back <laughs> <laughs>
So, all right, uh, the ghost there, uh, clocking in just under 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's coming out of the, the, the Piper proper. You know, you've got a little chaotic type 1 jamming. And then, you know, it gets reeled in a little bit. Um, you know, smooth is, smooths out, you know. It's, not, it's uh, not as buttery as we've seen before, but, you know, it reels it back, you know, a little more. And then just at the very end there, it even gets, you know, it slips back into that even more buttery part of the jam, uh, which is nice and which is then uh, a pretty decent segue into, into Piper. Um, you know, good, good, like, medium, slow, medium build into that Piper. Uh, what do you guys think about this ghost? Any other thoughts before we... Um, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good ghost. It wasn't, I, I thought the Long Beach ghost, which start, you know, was the first half of the bookends and leg two right. was much better. Um, just because it was fresh, you know, they weren't coming off of a three night run on in the sixth set where they were probably ex- exhausted. Right. And they're right. just kind of jamming. It was, it was a little chaotic and then they tried to slow it down a bit and then they, they couldn't really lock in, you know, so they, they decided to go for Piper, which was great because Piper had been kind of teased all over the place during the whole Dick's run as well. So it was great to hear, you know, the opening notes of Piper, which really got the crowd going. I thought. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what's nice about the Piper, you know, at least uh, this little section that I have picked out here, it's very page driven, uh, which is it just kind of has a whole different feel to it. It's fresh, right? They had this massive sand ghost and then maybe or not the the sand and then we come into ghost, which is like, you know, Ali just or right. It's just a little bit kind of it's we're at night three here we're tired um the piper jam is a little bit different it freshens it up a little bit and kind of like you know at least uh finishes off this first like 50 minutes of uh the set two here uh in a nice fashion in my opinion so let's uh, check that out
so refreshing. I, I agree that Piper was the perfect song call out of that ghost. Um, uh, like Ali had said, it's kind of been hinted at throughout the weekend. And uh, um, Paige was able to, you know, really kind of revive the energy um, in the crowd and in the band through his just uh, virtuoso work that we just listened to. What a beautiful clip, Steve. That was a such a good example of, uh, I think, the best. Uh, besides that segue that we heard, uh, for me that was that was some of the some of the best stuff from the that set. I really enjoyed that, and um, uh, and, and, and be a hater, but I, I didn't hate night three, and I wasn't quite bratty about it. I was like two people away from Allie, and she's like <laughs> laughing at me because it was I, I you know again I try to go to fish shows not having any expectations, and I just you know want to go have fun and enjoy it and everything. Um, but it was hard, you know, night three, um, getting, you know, such a contrast to what, you know, to what we had those first two nights. Um, um, you know, but I'll say this, they, they built up a lot of good rock and roll tension and energy during that first set and throughout. And I, I like the way that they brought it together with the, uh, the sand ghost piper there and, and, uh, the way that the, especially Paige just, uh, refreshed us and brought us out of all that beautifully. Um, so Yeah. Yeah, and and I just kind of uh, springboarding off what you said there, uh, Tanya. Um, a good call with the Piper. A really good call with the Twenty Years Later. At at the moment, I was kind of like, oh, that's a weird choice, right? I wasn't digging it to be honest. But after listening to this a few times over and over again, I think it was it's really well, uh, really well placed and well played, and and does it. And as the you know the breather of the set isn't that far down it still keeps it going along so i think that's a great to have in that fourth slot you know this is only a six song second set and the 20 years later comes in real nice yeah uh, I, I always i always enjoy that song i know it's not everybody's favorite i, I jokingly call it 20 beers later because <laughs> we, we usually play it after everyone's had about 20 beers and at, Dick, and Dick, at dicks it certainly was no exception um but i agree with you and I really thought, you know, the first set was, you know, as we said, not not the best of the run by any means. Sand even took a little while to get going, but boy, once it got going, it was great. And then the segue into Ghost was perfect. The Ghost was was nice, right? It was a little chaotic mm. and then yeah. a little a little buttery towards the end, but wow, did they really nail that piper and it didn't have to be 15-20 minutes like the other jams. Page just took us exactly where we needed to go at that moment, which was, okay, you guys, wake up. <laughs> We're not yeah. done yet. And, uh, yeah, they, they really they played a great second set, I thought, to uh, close out the run. Yeah, no, I mean, all things considered, uh, I mean, they broke a lot of rules the first few nights. This kind of slipped back into more of a standard, you know, textbook show, if you will. But still, it, you know, it wasn't bad. I, I still think when we look at this in, in the long run, compared to some other shows, I mean, it's a good show. It's just not, it just is, it just has hard competition the other two nights. It, no question. Um, um, yeah, we, and fun that we got, we got a Lizards out of, you know, 20 years later, which is, you know, was nice, was nice to hear and it was well played. And um, I know we're not going to listen to anything from the hood. And I think that that's appropriate. I think we've heard the best of the set, but it was a really nice hood to end the set. And right, that and absolutely was a, a nice hit. It was really they really took it down, and you know they they let it breathe just like they had done with Carini, Tweezer, and so many other of the uh, slower jams over the run. Which it was great. It was a great way to close the set. Yeah, yep. and uh, character zero, love it or hate it, 
you know, uh, for an encore. Why the hell not at this point of the run, you guys? Right. You know? it, it, exactly. Trey, Trey had to have his little moment, right? And let's not forget about the, uh, you know, Trey's little happy speech at the end of the second yeah. set where, uh, you know, you, you expect him, but he was gushing in the way he said, I don't want to go home. You could really hear it in his voice. And then he, <laughs> then he slipped in, fuck your face, like at the end, and just like giggled. I mean, that was great. Yeah. He was really and just... Such a such a great tour, such a great summer, and just to see them so happy it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I thought the zero was actually quite fitting for the show. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It had to be there, right? Exactly, right? So totally fitting and a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So no hate there. Yeah, no big surprise there at all. I think a lot of people were actually calling it. I, I mean, everybody was exhausted. It was fine. It was it was a great run. There were no complaints at all. Yep, no complaints. Um, all right, so let's just do this for for sake of uh, whatever. Um, Tanya, what's your favorite show of these three? Oh, night one for me. No, I don't even have to stop and think about it that much. Even though the jam of the run was light for me, night one was uh, one of, if not the best fish shows I've ever seen. I didn't see that much after like the early '90s, so I didn't, you know. So if I had seen more shows '95 through '97, I may have a different answer. But that is one of the best fish shows I've ever seen. Night one. Okay. And night two, second, night three, third. Is that one, two, three for you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allie. One, three. Yes, I, I would agree one hundred percent. Steve, you're gonna love this comment, but night one took me right back to the good old days of two point jamming. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the most popular opinion, but forgetting you know some of the negative parts of two point some of the jams were truly amazing. And you think about shows like two twenty eight oh three, it really brought me back to some of those like happy, happy jamming moments where they could they could do anything except now they're completely on top of their game and they're jamming well. So it's just a hundred times better. So yep. it was it was incredible. So I, I go night one all the way, but my favorite jam of the run by far is light for sure. Interesting. Um, okay, I'm gonna obviously you're one, two, three as well. No one's you know I know you're not picking uh, three as number two, but you know, I, I told Tanya, this is a true story. You can, I told yeah. you, I said, yeah, night one was definitely the best night. Um, and then a couple days went by, and I listened, listen, listen. I'm going to go with night two. I, I think night two is the better show overall. Uh, night one definitely has the better first set. I think all things considered, night two has a better second set uh, with the golden age through light, and then the mics, through, you know, weekapaw. And I like the, you know, I just, I think that's a better, better set too. And I, you know, I think the whole, um, you know, fuck your face, grind meat stick will just be like, it will just wear over as a little bit on me over time. So I'm going to go with night two as the, and I think, you know, antelope opener. Yeah. I don't know, man. I know we didn't pick any clips from set one night two, but I'm just going with night two is the best night one. Very, very, very close second. Nice three solid showing, but definitely well deserving a third place in this run. So. Yeah. Uh, agreed there. Hey, and we have to have some contrast, right? Right. Yeah. We if we were all drinking the same Kool-Aid, yep. a little boring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Um, yep. And and I and I'm not going to argue on the greatness of light of night two. It was and like in the second set especially. Um, uh, yeah. Second set of night two, I hold up there with night one as a whole show. So yeah. It is tough. You know, it's it's almost it's it's almost uh, apples and oranges, kind of a little bit. But maybe not. Yep. I don't know. For sure. Tough, yeah, man. I mean, you have the Karini in Undermind in the first set of the first night, and you know the really 
what was it second or seven song first set which was great and then you've got the runaway gym and the chalk dust and then the whole fun of the night and then you pair the, or put that against the tweezer and you know fun antelope and then of course the monster golden age caspian light um it's just it's, it's definitely almost apples to oranges because they're two totally different shows yeah oh, right, right right i don't oh, know yeah we could... i'll take them <laughs> well, oh no we'll definitely take them and i think both will get a lot of replay in the in the old itunes right so uh that said you know let's just let's just call it there you guys we're at an hour and 45 and uh that's not bad that beat my expectation that we we're gonna run into the two hour mark so uh kudos to everyone um thing let's uh yeah let's what the hell we will thanks guys um that's everyone that's tuning in uh for the past uh summer here at the lake two we are going to kick back into pulling out some old school shows uh we'll do some histories maybe a game show a 3.0 wrap up um you know some other topics to carry us through until new year so we appreciate you tuning in and we hope we'll keep tuning in uh from now and for the rest of the time that we're on the air here so uh type2cast.com is the blog you can find out all the show notes i post the clip timings probably a week or two after the show airs so there's no spoilers but if you want to check back in you can see what the, the exact timings were on the clips you can leave comments on the blog uh myself and some other usually who's ever on the show will keep an eye on and we'll post some response to you guys so stay tuned for that and you can be up to date uh, on Twitter and Facebook, both backslash Type2Cast. And, of course, uh, email. Um, I answer the email. It's uh, info, or Type2Cast uh, at gmail.com. That said, um, Allie, thanks for joining us. It was fun. It was, I'm glad you came on. Lots of fun. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It's a lot of fun. And thanks again, Allie, for joining us. It was really fun having you on. <laughs> well, we love dicks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Allie loves dicks. Tanya loves dicks. Wait. I love dicks. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that our, note. Our, our outro. Our outro. You guys, here you go. Enjoy it. Everyone loves dicks. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Probably in about two weeks. Take care. Was you fit to jump and do an Was you fit to jump and do an